Welcome to episode eight of the Hometown Marketing Podcast. Today, I interview Paige Bowser of Breezy Quarters. Be sure to listen up for her special offer that she mentions during the podcast. I look forward to sharing this episode with you, so enjoy. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show in your favorite player or by going to iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. I am here today with Paige Bowser of Breezy Quarters here in Abbeville, South Carolina. So excited. It's a very quaint and very open store, a quaint town on a red brick street. It's very neat. So if you're ever in the area, I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so glad to have you on the podcast. So I've got some questions for you. Um, tell me about your business. How long have you been here? Why did you choose Abbeville? So we have been in this building going on two years. We will be, um, it'll be two years in September. Um, Before that, I was selling at farmer's markets and craft shows in the area. Um, A little bit online, we're still building our online business, um, but, and that's something I'm excited about. And we, this is just where my husband and I settled. So this is home now, and it's, it's just a really wonderful place to raise a family and to have a business. Yeah, well those are great when they can go hand in hand. Oh yeah. Very good. So why did you choose well, I'll, I'll soaps talk about, and so forth? Yeah, I'll go through what I do really quick. Um, so we handcraft body products. We make soap, lotions, candles, scrubs, um, bath bombs, and other odds and ends. Um, and I make a lip balm that does not melt in the car. And that is the product that I offer to other businesses. And I got started with soap about 11 years ago. So I was in my very early 20s and I started to be obsessed with food labels. So I'm reading all the labels on all the things and I'm absolutely horrified um, as any other label readers will understand. So we also, we had sheep and chickens and so I wanted to make all the things and do all the things. And so I learned how to make soap and started experimenting. And then after that, I started making lip balm and then lotion and the different kinds of lotion. And it just has spiraled out of control. (laughs) You're one of those crazy women. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. That's great. Um, So we started out in, in my kitchen and then uh, it was like, you know, there's, there's soap stuff everywhere and we have children. So my husband built me a workshop on our property um, that was about a thousand square feet and I moved into it and he says, you're kind of like a gas. You just expand to fill whatever container you're in. Um, so I never thought I'd fill up this store, but I, I did that quite well too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how and why and kind of bouncing all over the place. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> so this, um, did this place come, was this waiting for you? Did this have it another was. tenant? Did, what, how did, what's the story um, about, the, about this location? I've, this business has definitely been a faith builder for me. And so I had been really, really working very, very hard to try to turn a profit at farmers markets and craft shows. Um, but no matter what I did, it didn't, my, average sales didn't really they did increase over time but not 
you know, enough for it to be profitable and not really worth it to be worth my time to go and spend 14 hours in the sun at a craft show or a festival. Um, not that those are not good for other people. I think they're really great for food vendors, you know, people that make jams and jellies and stuff. It always seems like they do well, but it just, for some reason, was not for me. Um, well, then again, I know other soap makers that love a good outdoor festival. And it's, for some reason, it's just not, those are not, they're not my people. That's okay, you know, and you've got to find your raving fans and go where they are. Yeah, and, and that's and one that's thing right. I've learned about marketing is, you know, you can, you can keep trying this one thing and at some point you have to say, you know what, let's change direction slightly and, and think about something else. Um, so I was really trying to make that profitable so I could contribute to my family. I had quit teaching um, after my second child was born and I was at a point where I was either going to quit or I was going to just, I was looking for either the next step or quit because it wasn't benefiting our family. And uh, I went to, I'm a member of the Handcrafted Soap and Cosmetics Guild, so I went to their conference for the first time. And I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I met a lot of people at that conference and learned a lot of things. And then I came home and we went to the beach. This happens every June. Um, and it's, it's June now. So I do something crazy every June. So I had a, a quiet couple of hours and I said, you know, I could open a store. And my husband, he's like the most supportive person ever. He's like, you know what, if that's what you wanna do, let's just go ahead and do that. So I, I sent messages out to all of the people in town that I felt that I would need support from. Just mm -hmm. business advice and just emotional support and somebody to you know, come take my kids for a hot dog at the rough house so they'll be out of my hair for a few minutes. And you know, everybody that I talked to said, you know, if this is what you wanna do, we will support you. Um, and I had already been making soap and lotion for the Belmont Inn here in town, which is a wonderful 25 bed hotel. It's, it's small and they have a great restaurant there and a cute little bar and they throw beautiful weddings. And so lots of people had been exposed to my product there. And I thought, you know, if I have a store on the other side of the square, they can just come down and shop and that'll be great. So that was a really good partnership that really helped, you know, steer me into the direction that I was able to do this. Mm -hmm. And they, the, the women that run it are just great business people. And have all, if I have a question, if I can't, you know, I know I can call them or show up and they are always there to help me. So that's one reason that small town businesses and partnerships and having connections is really, really important. Yes, I was getting ready to like highlight some of those <laughs> points that you were just making there about making connections with your local community and just getting to know them and, and like and trust and that they can like and trust you and then yeah. offer so you can have that kind of relationship where you can if you run into a challenge because you will it's not when it's it's, it's not if it's when yes. you will run into challenges so <laughs> and how good. many in one day or week exactly <laughs> exactly well, wonderful okay well yeah i love to hear about that so we've um looking over the questions list we've got over <laughs> quite a few let's jump down over to we'll talk a little bit about um marketing it might get in a little bit of operation type of stuff too because that's another area that i really like to not necessarily talk about, but at least uh, study and implement and guide people yeah. how to do better. So what, uh, how do you handle your competition? Do you have competition here? And if so, how do you handle it? Competition is really funny. I, 
you know, I just, I don't really think that I have competition because I'm my competition. My mentors through SCORE, they, they say that I have to write down like who exactly that is. So I, I picked Bath and Body Works. But really people that shop with me don't really shop there. And sometimes they do and they're looking to save some money and then they say, you know what? This didn't quite work out the way I thought it would and then they come back. I really try to keep my eyes on my own paper and because looking at competition, it's not that you can't do it, it's that you shouldn't do it and then compare yourself or, you know, I wouldn't want to look and say, oh, so-and-so is, is carrying candles that all smell like cupcakes. And then I think that I need to do that. I absolutely don't because my customers like fresh and clean smells. Usually, usually we'll ha we have like a cinnamon bun that's more mm -hmm. spicy than it is sweet um, because that's what my customers like. So I have created a business based on what my customers' needs and wants were. And so I have to stick with that instead of looking at what everybody else is doing. That's a fantastic pro tip for anybody out there is your niche yes. market to really hone in what they want and yeah. not what everybody else is doing. And when I see somebody else or I'll hear through the grapevine, oh, so-and-so bought such-and-such from somebody and so now they're going to be your competition, that to me is a sign of weakness. That means that they are grasping at straws and they're not quite sure who they are or who their customer is. And so, you know, I, I don't see that as competition. I just kind of see that as, you know, they, they need some help or, you know, I, I should stop in and, you know, say, ask them how they're doing. Sure. And, and not as an intimidation thing, just as a, you know, Merchants Association friendly business thing. Sure. So we can all work together. Very good. So what do you see as your biggest strength? Biggest strength. Oh, we had so much fun coming up with this. <laughs> I have three P's. Um, perseverance, passion, and perspiration. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> I work really hard. I don't stop, and I'm really passionate about it. I can tell. It comes through, so that's good. Um, what is your... Well, we'll get down to recommendations in a minute, but what do you think is your... My challenge? Well, with regards to perseverance. 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 <laughs> teachers coming out of here. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, what, what, do you have any examples or something you can share? I mean, just my whole journey as a small business, it's been kind of backwards because, you know, I kind of made the product and then started a business and then had to like do math <laughs> and like QuickBooks and stuff. I think lots of people start that way. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I started out and I'm not doing the same things that I did exactly in the beginning. I took those things and I changed them. You know, if it wasn't working or if people didn't like it, I changed it and I kept going until I found something that worked for me and worked for my customers. This at tax time this year when all entrepreneurs are super stressed, I had an existential moment that you know, I had not made very much money on paper making all of these products and I was trying to get wholesale accounts with 40 SKUs and that was just not working for whatever reason. I think it gave people decision paralysis, although big companies do that all the time and it's not a problem, but it just wasn't working for me. And so I thought, the lip balm, 
the lip balm is like my most unique product. Like I make really great soap and lotion and all that, but the lip balm doesn't melt in the car and I've trademarked it or it's pending and <laughs> yay <laughs> yes um, so I was like I'm going to go after other businesses to sell my lip balm to help stabilize some of the small town foot mm -hmm. traffic <laughs> yes so I, I think just being you know always looking to do better for yourself and and your business and even your community is is where I've persevered very good so this is not on the list of questions That's but okay. Do you come out with like a seasonal line or a... I a, used like, to. Okay. <laughs> and I learned that I always had some leftover at the end. And I have some very, very good customers that love some of my, like, I have one that I've got on the board, make for snowed in lotions for Jessica. That might happen tomorrow. Um, because she asked for them. I know she'll, she'll buy all four of them. She can have, you know, that's great but I will probably not do any seasonal stuff this year unless it's like a big order and they wanna buy all of it. Cause it's just, it's not what my customers want. Okay. It, the sales have just not been there. They like my, I have a, a line that we call the boutique line and then I have an essential oil line. So they really like those and those are the things they wanna give to their friends. And so that's just what we're gonna do. Are. Yeah, okay, well very good. Do you uh, run your business solo or do you have help? And if so, what kind of help do you have? So I have an assistant, her name is Suzanne and she is amazing. Um, if I leave town, I don't have to worry about anything. She's got it covered. And then pretty much everybody I know helps me with my business, whether they know it and agree to it or not. <laughs> whether, you know, they're telling other people or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have had tourists come in at the time I need to go pick my child up from school and I say can you watch my shop for a few minutes and I just leave them here and I go get my kid and they got to play shopkeeper for 10 or 15 minutes and they think it's weird but they have a good time well that's good <laughs> yeah so, yeah I wouldn't probably want to do that all the time but it's this is Abbeville yeah <laughs> do you leave your doors unlocked around here some people a lot by accident my <laughs> husband will walk by and checks my doors all the time because he's like let's see Paige lock the doors today yeah. that's not an open invitation to come and check my doors no, no, though. I didn't mean you specifically I just oh, well, as a culture it applies <laughs> very good <laughs> do you have uh, speaking back on your help and assistance do you have your like uh, some of your procedures all your procedures like written down or are they just you've been here long enough and this is just the routine and this is the way it is. Well, those are things that we need to do before we hire any more people. Um, I'm learning that the devil is in the details. Even, you know, if you're a small Mayberry town and you just think you can get by on a wing and a prayer, if you get sick and somebody needs to come take over and you don't have time to train them, you're going to want those things written down. So that's something I'm going to be working on this summer. I've got a lot of I need to rewrite my business plan and I need to do like a really, really good inventory and all of those things because, you know, if, if we have a standard of how we do things and you've written it down, you're going to achieve at that level all the time and it's going to be easier to train people too. And that's one of the things that small businesses want to do is hire people and create jobs. Yes. yes. So, you know, the better, the better bosses we can be. Uh, the happier our employees will be, the happier we will be with them, um, and the better our businesses will run. 
I have a book I'll recommend you. I can't. I'll have to look up the name of it, but okay. it's excellent. I, I would blew love through that. it in a weekend, and it just was like, oh, this is wonderful. Uh, and it's about creating those procedures. I would love that. All right. So, what is your biggest challenge that you face promoting your company, and what have you done to tackle that? The the biggest challenge is being consistent with. And right now, for the most part, we're just doing social media. I've got two different Facebook pages, two different Instagrams, two different Twitters, and a Pinterest. And so, and I'm not like super active on all of those. Mm -hmm. My main ones are my Breezy Quarters pages, and then usually I post to Instagram and share it to Facebook. And that's, that's been okay, but even that I'm not really consistent at. So right now, we are, um, I just signed up for, can I mention a specific service? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, um, it's an online app thing, Later, L-A-T-E-R, mm -hmm. and it's a scheduling thing, kind of like Hootsuite, which okay. a lot of people use that, but Later actually pushes to Instagram. And I think Hootsuite still you have to do, you have to, you have to have an action to post. Um, so later posts for you on all the channels. And so we've got like 10 accounts on there, or you can have 10 accounts, I don't have 10 accounts. And then you can have two users. So Suzanne and I are both gonna be users on that account. I've got everything connected. We're gonna start scheduling. We're gonna have a little, a little SOP, a standard operating procedure for how many times we do each account and we're just gonna we're gonna teamwork it and get that done. And then if we want to post things spontaneously in between that, that's completely fine. But I really see the need to schedule it so that we remain consistent. I did some scheduling for January and I had other people other business owners say, You're really rocking okay. your social media this month and I'm like, Yeah, I did a good job and then it died. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's what I'm working on. When you asked me to do this, I was like, I don't know anything about marketing. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I Are do a lot me? of it, but <laughs> yeah, I was do. like, I don't have any answers. <laughs> but I can talk about what I want to do. Yeah, well, that's fine, too. Okay, so your biggest challenge is sounds like getting just the structure and making it a priority. Yeah, and then I and that all the that you talked about the email list. I told Suzanne, I was like, "Girl, we got to start getting people on our email list." So I we use Mailchimp. So I'm going to download that app on our POS, and hopefully we can flip over before or after a transaction and say, "By the way, can I get your email?" Um, and put them on there. And I took a class from the the guy that. Um, help start constant contact when um, I went to a conference a small business conference in Reno he spoke to us and he said that it's really important to segment yes. your list mm -hmm. so that's another thing that I have to figure out like how to segment them but you know it's not too hard and you can do it a couple of different ways one you can do it on the the customer, you know, when the customer is registering, like on your checkout yeah. screen, you can have them just check different what boxes if you in. wanted to. But then you can also, there's more advanced stuff too. That's sort of like the easy. And if you have them say on your website, there might be some secret, some things you don't want them to. Not that, that it's negative we don't want or them anything. To know that but it on doesn't the make VIP super duper spender list. Well, no, they'll know that. <laughs> but if you maybe did a special promotion and you uh, wanted yeah. to like key them that they came from that, there's yeah. some ways to do that where it's hidden. It just hides those okay. from their view, even if they go in and update their 
profile about yes i love mailchimp it's yes. i've promoted them for years and years so they're great and just keep getting better too all righty so what do you you know right now how do you best reach your customers with regards to with your marketing efforts when i'm when I'm reaching out on social media or the email list that I don't use enough, it's those are all customers that I already have. So as far as reaching new customers, our Merchants Association puts on walks. Uh, so every merchant that wants to participate will have, if it's a wine walk, we have a specific wine that we serve um, in the shop and then you have a snack or something. And that has been a really great way to have new people come in. And they don't spend a lot of money that day, but they've been in the door, they see what you have, they've had a positive experience with you, and, and they had fun. So they're, they're most likely gonna come back. So that's, our walks are what we see our new customers from the most. And other than that, it's word of mouth. It's, you know, I saw somebody shared this on social media, or uh, my cousin says that she used this from you and loved it, or I got it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And if you offer, um, you have gift items, free gift wrap all the time, anytime, no matter what size, if they want it, we do it. We make it super pretty so that it's so easy to give gifts from here because that's that's an instant referral. Yeah. And, and exposure well, the to gifts your product. Are usually, I mean, are just like, wow, you know, you thought enough to wrap it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people give it and it's not <laughs> yeah. wrapped and if it looks so, great. So I, I love nothing more than men to come in my store with a lost puppy look. Aww. And I say, can I help you? Do you need a gift? Who is it for? And then, you know, we I have my go-to sense by age and um, usually they've got some kind of price point in mind. And so if you have those, those two items down and you can create a really nice gift at, at their price point and wrap it and you make their lives easy, it's great. And it's a great way for me to serve men that are sometimes uncomfortable coming into a sure. bath shop. Right, <laughs> sure, that's great. Do y'all have a welcome wagon or anything like that in your community? No, but we need one. We need that would be a neat little yeah we don't either and somebody just mentioned it to me last night at one of our events and i said well you know usually what the problem is is the volunteers yeah (laughs) it's a great idea for a while and then you start losing my mother-in-law ran one for a while so i know she knows like what to do but yeah so find somebody else to do that but i would love to 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 give little samples and things to something like that suggest it at your merchant i will absolutely do that i'm going to make a note so what advice do you have for new business owners Mm. become a student do not assume that you know anything ask all the questions be irritating to other business, I mean, don't don't irritate other business owners. They're busy, but um, you know, if if your chamber, we we have classes here sometimes for small business, um, the Freshwater Coast, something I don't know. It's it's funded by Clemson, and the guy that runs it, and I'm forgetting. Uh, he, I'm sorry, I forget names. Wilder Ferreira. He puts on classes. I've, I've taken an HR class, I've taken a QuickBooks class. Um, I think there was a marketing class. I even sent 
my assistant to a class one day and paid her to go to that because you know education is so important if if you if you never read a business book read profit first it's all about paying yourself and managing your money and and business plans are not just for big businesses or people going after loans that's a way for you to write down your dreams and your hopes and nobody ever has to see it and it doesn't have to be right or wrong it's just direction so um, yeah just be willing to be educated and and do better and read books about customer service or listen to podcasts like this I mean just be be a student and that's all you need is information and passion I agree whether you find a mentor that you can be a student to locally mm -hmm. or even at a distance through books, tapes, podcasts. I mean, yeah, it's invaluable because they've already done it. Yeah. And especially when you're going through the challenging parts and you can't like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You know, you've got to come up with a solution and they can provide the perspective that you can't see because you're yes. too close to the problem. So yes, yeah, definitely. And I, um, I have a SCORE mentor. So if you go to SCORE.org, S-C-O-R-E.org, um, you can sign up for a, a mentor there. Their services are totally free. They have workshops. Some of their workshops are paid depending on like if they have to pay a rental fee for the location or something. but. That organization is amazing. Um, the Small Business Association, so SBA.gov, I think. I think. Um, there's tons of information there. So yeah, um, and reach out to your, to your local government. There's nobody better than your local city government to help you. Uh, they want you to be in business and they want you to do well. Um, I think sometimes local governments get kind of villainized or some people they won't have these. They let me do blah, yes. blah, blah. They're making me have a fire walk through a marshal. Yeah, I know. They won't let me open until the, yeah, I know. And all of those things are scary, <laughs> but there's, you know, I was so scared of our fire inspection and the fire chief comes by and he's got like two firemen and they played with my little boy and they said, oh yeah, just make sure. There was like a, an old hasp on one of the doors said just get your husband to get a hammer and knock that off and you're good to go <laughs> yeah they'll give you I mean they're just people too and they'll give you the you know usually will give you the cheaper easier way to solve yeah. your problems because they want you to be in business yeah they're they're your community members too and I just I think it's really small the key to small town success is working together and just just be kind and watch out for each other and and everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, we're getting ready to take a tour around Paige's shop. It is, again, if you ever get down here, please come check it out. The ceilings are high, there's fans, it's wide and open, and just, if I was a craftsman at the moment, I'm not at the moment, then this would be a great place. Um, I do have a um, special code that your listeners can listen to if they're Wonderful. interested in, um, if they're just interested in trying our lip balm or if you would like to carry it in your store, you can go onto the, um, our website, breezyquarters.com and click over to the lip balm area and use the code SAMPLE. I always capitalize it. I, I don't know if it'll work under case but just go ahead and capitalize it. And so you can go ahead and get wholesale pricing on a few lip balms to try and see if you like them.
So you do wholesale? We do wholesale our lip balms. Okay. Yes, and I will I will wholesale other things, but the quantities are really large because I, I don't want to have to do that all the time. I have a spa package, so if anybody has a salon where they do manicures and pedicures, um, we do back bar and then we will sell those same products in retail size because I think that's just like the best thing ever is that they've already experienced the product and they've smelled the smells and they're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And you say, oh, it's available right over there on that shelf. So that's how I like to wholesale the other products now. Gotcha, very good. And what about, you said, um, circling back just a little bit, your website, you said you were going to um, be furthering um, developing or is it shoppable now? Or oh is it, yeah, it's been yeah. shoppable for like six years. <laughs> <laughs> what but do you have it on a particular service? Or I do use you... Big Commerce. Okay, and Shopify is really popular these days. And I looked at that, but with Big Commerce, I think you get a little bit more bang for your buck. And it talks to Square, so that's another thing that has helped. And it, I never would have guessed that this would have been a thing. But my local customers will shop and look around on the website and kind of get an idea about what we have, whether they want to even come in, and then they come in and buy. That I, the only way I know this is because they tell me, oh, I saw such and such on your website, and they'll ask some questions or whatever. So everybody needs to have a website that at least, you know, showcases in general what you have, even if it's not shoppable, just so people can look and browse. I agree wholeheartedly. Very good. All right, go ahead, Paige, and tell us the story of how you came about your name. Okay, so Breezy Quarters, um, well, first of all, my family's been in Abbeville County since the Revolution. Um, so we all kind of dispersed, and then I'm one of the only people from my branch that still lives here, but I've got cousins all over the place. So we, when my husband and I were looking for a house, this little house called the potato chip house by my family was for sale and my great aunts made potato chips there during world war ii and sold them in gas stations probably that gas station and maybe this one because this She's used to pointing be pointing across the street by the way it's <laughs> yeah, a cute sorry. little store now <laughs> um this used to be a texaco gas station okay um so you know we moved in there's this big grease stain on the hardwood floor that's been there for the past you know 50 or 60 years and at we, your house at my house okay. um we have family reunions and my aunt beth says oh well i i know you just love living at breezy quarters and i said well I thought y'all called it the potato chip house. She said, well, we also called it the apartment and breezy quarters because it's in a pecan grove and the wind just kind of goes in and out there and it's just really, really peaceful. And so that's how my business got its name. It's it, what my family called my house where it started forever and ever. Because the breeze blows. Mm-hmm. That's yep. really neat. It's a great story. But if I tell it to somebody that's not Southern, they're like, what? What? Greasy what? <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand completely. Very good. Great story. Thank you for sharing. If you enjoyed this interview and want to hear more of them, be sure to subscribe. You can do that in your favorite player or by going to iliantyson.com forward slash VIP. Thanks and until next time.